It is Tuesday, May 16th. I'm Scott Seidenberg. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. The Dallas Stars win Game 7. And the Western Conference Finals underway tonight. Here comes the Vegas truth. This is Straight out of Vegas. We are straight out of Vegas AM, your daily destination for sports conversation with a Vegas lean. Here's what you need to know to start your day. A good old-fashioned Game 7 in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Oh, the best two words in sports. (laughs) NBA Western Conference Finals begin tonight. And Aaron Judge finally caught cheating, right? Stop it. Maybe. I don't know. Stop it. Something along those lines. We'll We'll, see. We'll talk about Aaron Judge's look towards the dugout in a few minutes. But let's start with Game 7. It's the two greatest words in all of sports. And the Stars beat the Kraken last night 2-1 in Game 7 to advance to the Western Conference Finals where they will face our Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, Can I say that? Out, you want to get on board now, huh? Now that no, the Rangers were, are out. Like, yeah, I mean, no, this guy was picking – he was picking Canadians against us this whole time. He was like, oh, yeah, Edmonton. Uh, How do you feel about it? Well, I mean, I'm still going to pick Dallas yeah, if it means don't, anything. Don't, don't come on our side then. At least you're consistent. You yeah. picked out Dallas pretty early in the playoffs. So you got Before the playoffs started, we said Dallas was the was one of the key teams. But so, do you think they can come to the fortress? No. You <laughs> well, I'll tell you what I think. Because after last night's win, you, you have to look at Jake Ottinger and Nett and, and think about this is an incredible figure here. He has now had 26 games this year, 26 starts. After a loss, he is 22-1-3 and three after losses this season. He has four shutouts, would have had five, but allowed a goal with 17 seconds left in the game last night. His save percentage, over 930, and his goals against average, two. That's strong work. In his career, 57 games, 57 starts after a loss. 41 wins, 11 regulation losses, five overtime losses, five shutouts. This He might be the greatest goaltender on earth after a loss. And so you look at what he did in this playoffs. You look at what he's done throughout this entire season. And why not bet Vegas in game one and then Dallas in game two? What do we think of that? Well, why is VGK going to win game one other than the fact that, you know. Yeah, they're home. The you know, it's it's coming off the emotions and the energy of a game seven sure. and then traveling on the road now to go play against Vegas in game one. Vegas with a little bit of extra rest. Vegas is favored in the series. They're minus 130 because they have home ice advantage. I can see Vegas winning game one and then Dallas coming back and winning game two. Because that's what they do. Or maybe you stay away and you watch what happens in game one. And if. Vegas wins game one, then you jump on Dallas in game two because of Ottinger's record after a loss. As long as they don't sweep the next two series, you can get in on this. Yeah, That seems the most sensible to me is waiting and and seeing if they they fall down 1-0. It's certainly a spot you'd like to back if they were were down 1-0. Yeah, he's just been so impressive. And, And this, what's even more remarkable about last night's performance is that he was pulled from game six. He was awful. He was bad in game six and got pulled 
and this was a complete bounce-back performance, stopping 22 of 23 shots. He Really, he had a shutout going again. He led in a goal with 17 seconds left. And now Dallas advances to face Vegas, Western Conference Finals. I mentioned that Vegas is a minus-130 favorite in the series. But if you look at the odds to win the Stanley Cup, Dallas is the third favorite behind Vegas, and Carolina is your favorite. Dallas is favored over the Panthers. So I'm assuming, based on these odds, should Dallas get to the Stanley Cup final, they would be an underdog against Carolina. They would be a favorite against Florida. That math adds up to me. That math adds up. And the same for Vegas. And the same for Vegas. Vegas would be a dog, slight dog, though, against Carolina, and then a favorite, pretty large favorite, over Florida. Florida would be dogs to anybody uh, because you look at the odds right now. Carolina plus 225 to win the cup. Vegas plus 260. So they're pretty close. I think it's interesting now to take a look at the Con Smythe odds because we're down to four teams. And, and, and not that I'm one of these people, but like for all the dummies out there who don't know what the Con Smythe is, you would tell them. This is the playoffs MVP. This, uh, is, like betting, yeah, yeah. this is like betting the NBA Finals MVP. Of course. Except... It's a little bit more, obviously, whoever has the best performance in the final has the major leg up, but it encompasses the entire playoffs. When's the last time just, a non-Stanley Cup winner took home the Smythe? Has it happened? I think it maybe. It's usually like a goalie that has had an incredible playoffs, and then like the team loses the Stanley Cup final. Uh, John Sebastian Giguere. Getting jiggy with it, yeah. yeah. Uh, he for the Mighty Ducks, he had he won the Conn Smythe. He had an incredible postseason. They lost the Cup in two thousand three, and then he beat out Julie the Cat for the job. Yeah, well, listen, she had the faster glove, yeah, but he had the quicker stick. So there's been five times, Mackenzie, that a Conn Smythe winner was on the losing team. Four of the five times, it was a goaltender. Timeout. Yeah. The Ducks' real name is the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. It was. For it a while. was when they were first created. Now they're just the regular old Ducks. Wow. They actually Disney actually. All right, never mind. Well, derail the conversation. Go ahead. Disney <laughs> bought a hockey team. All right. And they named it the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim. And they got Charlie Sheen, who punched you in the face, his brother, <laughs> no, to no. hop on board. So Disney owned at the same time the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim and the Angels. That was the whole rebranding of the Angels when the, the, the little look, the, the, the Angels wing. in the outfield? Yes. yes. I saw that in the 90s growing up. What yes. the hell? My whole childhood yeah. was it could a lie. It could happen. And then <laughs> um, Disney then sold off its sports franchises. They sold the Angels. They sold the, the Ducks. The Ducks rebranded from the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim to just the Anaheim Ducks. And then eventually the Anaheim, the California Angels that became the Anaheim Angels rebranded to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim and then just the Los Angeles Angels. Now I know. So, yes, there's a – but, yes, they, when the Mighty Ducks came in as an expansion team, they were owned by Disney and they were named after the movie. Have, let me guess. They were the worst team in the league this year, and they've never won the Stanley Cup. Am I correct? They've won a cup. All right. Well, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> they don't deserve a cup with that kind of chicanery when it comes to their origin story. It's funny. Uh, yeah, the Ducks, uh, and, and they're going to be good. They're going to be good in the future. But, um, yeah, the Ducks have a – they've had success. They won it in, I guess, 07. They, I don't uh, – they, they win two cups or only one cup? No, they've been in multiple cups. But I think maybe they only won one. Eh, anyway. Um, so, what was I saying? 
Five times, Conn Smythe winner on a losing team. So how are we going to pick Four the of the five, it's a goalie. We haven't had a goalie win. Well, we had Vasilevsky won in 2001. Um, and, but uh, before that, it was all the way back to 2001? To, uh, 2021, I'm sorry. I was like, dude, that guy's been around yeah. for a long time. Before that, Jonathan Quick in 2012. So literally you went like almost 10 years without a goalie winning the award. If there was a goalie to win the award this year, to me, it would be. That guy from the Blue Jackets. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> to me, it would be Jake Ottinger. Okay. Because of, but he'd have to lose a bunch of games to get <laughs> to, that. Like, to get, yeah, that yeah. Motivated. But it would be it would be Ottinger. Uh, right now, Frederick Anderson of Carolina is actually the fifth favorite to win the award. But again, I'm not picking Carolina to win the cup. Okay. Sergey Bobrovsky of Florida is the seventh favorite. What's Jack Eichel? Jack Eichel is the over. He's the favorite. He's winning the. He's winning the trophy. He's the favorite. If Vegas wins, you think it's going to be Jack? That's Eichel? who I believe. Okay. Uh, Eichel's leading uh, Sebastian Ajo of Carolina is also a co-favorite with Jack Eichel. Not to be confused with Sebastian Ajo of, of the, the Islanders. Yeah. Correct. There, he's eliminated. And then Matthew Kachuk of the Panthers is your third favorite. Rupe Hints of the Dallas Stars, plus nine hundred as your fourth favorite. Now, a long shot that I would look at is. Again, it is a long shot, but he's so talented that you're honestly, I'm amazed that he didn't really score in this series for Dallas, and that's Jason Robertson. Jason Robertson right now is plus 2,500 to win this award. We're talking about one of the 10 highest scorers in the regular season this year. He scored 46 goals. He had 109 points in the regular season. Did not score a goal in this series against the Kraken. You know what that means? He's, He's due. due. Yeah. He's due. How do you do in the first two rounds? Two goals against Minnesota. All right. Two goals against Minnesota. Uh, he still has uh, 12 points um in the playoffs that's nowhere near the lead right now so yeah, uh, he has a big cup they win the whole if thing exactly he's their top scorer if he has a big you know conference final and a big Stanley Cup final he could work his way up there right now the active leader in points is his teammate Rupe Hintz who has 18 points Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl is that from Rupe's drag show no Oh, Rupe Paul? No. Yeah. Uh, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are the top two points leaders in the playoffs. But guess what? Edmonton ain't in it anymore. No. Nope. They're out. It's going to be hard for them to win. going to be hard for them to win it. So Rupe Hintz has um, eight goals and 10 assists for 18 points. But again, if you're looking for a long shot, all the way down the list, plus 2,500, Jason Robertson, if Dallas is to win the cup. I like Ottinger and Robertson. What about Aiden Hill, who looks like he's kind of taken over VGK's goalie job? The thing is, there's... If Laurent Brassois is healthy, Aiden Hill has a bad game, uh, Bruce Cassidy can just switch it up. Okay. That's what he's done. It's like you can just switch it up. I don't trust it. Whereas with a team like, and same thing with Frederick Anderson. Like if Frederick Anderson has like one or two blow-up games, and because it's do or die now, right? Dallas, you know who's starting. Dallas, you know it's Ottinger every game, even if he has a bad game. He got pulled in the last game. He's always going to be the starter. If Frederick Anderson has two bad games in a row and Carolina's down two games to none against Florida, guess what? Auntie Ranta's going to start for game, in game three. They're going to make a goaltender switch. 
or Peter Kochetkov, whoever's healthy. They're going to make a switch. Dallas is never going to make a switch. And that's why if you're going to pick a goaltender, you look at a guy like Jake Ottinger at 15-1. to But again, long shot, 25-1, to Jason Robertson. I like Dallas. I think they are. I said it before the season start, before the playoffs started. I said Dallas and New Jersey were the two teams that checked off all the boxes for me. New Jersey lost. Well, that leaves us with Dallas. Except I said at the beginning of the playoffs, VGK. And yeah. they're still going to win. Yeah, well, you're just a homer. I, yeah. So what? That's okay. You are too. But your team just got knocked out. Yeah. They now you're using analysis. Because think about it, Mac. If the Rangers were still in, in he'd be talking about the Rangers, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Shesterkin's clearly the Conn Smythe winner. Yeah. yeah. But because it, it, in fact, I'd still bet it right now. I know. And you're just a homer. But <laughs> when I'm a homer, it's like you're just a homer. Like, I, that's a lot of your analysis. If the still, Rangers were I'd still, still in it. I'd still make that bet right now. <laughs> you're still betting the Knicks to win the East. Like. <laughs> So, in game eight, R.J. Barrett's going <laughs> to blow up. Yes. No game tonight in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Wednesday, no game uh, Wednesday. The Eastern Conference Final will begin on Thursday night and then Friday night right here in Vegas, the Western Conference Finals game one. Plenty of days off between these series. I feel like uh, the Panthers and Hurricanes have just been sitting around. Just waiting and waiting. waiting. Like the Sixers, waiting on the Celtics. Just waiting and waiting. How'd that work out for them? Well, that's about all the hockey that we're going to be talking for the next three days. So I feel like we got it out of our system, right? Ooh, take a break. Yeah, I feel like that was good. It was healthy. It was uh, cathartic. I don't know how much more I got in me, to be honest. Well, we'll wait till Thursday morning to get back into it. How's that? All right. Bobby Orr was nice, man. I'm telling you. (laughs) Yeah. Good job out of you, McKenzie. That's a a, way to pull that name out. Yeah. (laughs) Let's talk NBA playoffs. Tonight, the Western Conference Finals begin with the Denver Nuggets, the number one seed in the West, against what Jokic has called a new team in the Los Angeles Lakers. McKenzie, why are the Lakers a new team, according to Nikola Jokic? Russell Westbrook out. D'Angelo Russell in. Doesn't seem like that's a big addition, but I think it's addition by subtraction. Uh, they've just played a lot more sound defensive basketball. Best defense in the league by far since the All-Star break. Has continued in the playoffs, and uh, they have two all-timers that can do it any night. So, yeah, that's why that's why they are a new team. They were they were bumbling, but uh, they got their stuff together throughout the season. Can we? I, I think we should maybe give a little bit of credit, and I'm slow to give credit to this guy because I thought he stinks. Austin Reeves, like, every time I think, okay, well, that was nice last game. He's about to just come out here and turn back into a pumpkin. Austin Reeves has been a really good player for the Lakers in these playoffs. Like, he's been a consistent third guy. No doubt. Uh, Bill Simmons compared him to uh, Utah Jazz-style Gordon Hayward. Uh, He reminds me a little bit more of Dwayne Wade. He's got a lot of uh, a boogie in his game. He's really not like a white guy typical. Yeah, you calling Bill Simmons racist? Yeah. I think he's did it with a wink, uh, but uh, no, he probably could pull out another names that fit the bill. But he's a real shooting guard. Doesn't always happen though? Like white, all of white the guys, different white, components of the game. White basketball players get compared to other white basketball black players. quarterbacks get compared to black yeah. quarterbacks. White wide receivers. White, yeah, yeah. It's a, the list goes on and on. I mean, he's more similar to Seven. Gordon Hayward in that he's not like an all time great player, but like the way he get he gets about his business, gets into the paint. I think it dovetails really well with LeBron where he can be on the wing and kind of watch Austin Reeves work, wait till there's penetration, wait till there's some uh, defensive effort going in his direction. They swing it right around. 
and then LeBron operates. So it's it's a really good tandem. He's been a revelation for them for sure. Do you agree with the series price? Nuggets minus one sixty. Lakers plus 135 on the comeback? It's funny. You can get plus 145. I bet the great R.J. Bell. Who would advance farther? The Lakers or the Nuggets? You know the price I got? What? Before the playoffs? Plus 140. So I am uh, hoping. I I don't even know what I'm hoping for because I kind of want the Nuggets to win. But I do have that outstanding bet at plus 140. So I agree with the price. Game one tonight. So you're cheering against your bet. Exactly. Game one tonight. The Nuggets are a six-point favorite. 222.5 on the total. There's a trend in the NBA, this doesn't technically apply, but a team off of a Game 7 versus a team not off of a Game 7, tremendously successful ATS, I believe 63% or above. Uh, I say it doesn't apply, but it kind of does. To to me, it seemed like Lakers Game 6 was do or die. They did not want to go back to Golden State. Whereas Denver, they kind of won a a, a freebie. They didn't necessarily care about winning in Phoenix or or having to do it at home in Denver. They seemed pretty confident. It was a much more relaxed game, up 30 at halftime. Uh, I believe they're the more rested team. I feel like the spot really favors Denver. I don't think they're three points better than the Lakers or two points better. I think maybe it's a little closer than that. But in this spot, I understand where the market's been moving in that direction. So I think the real advantage that the Warriors had, or, or one of the real advantages, excuse me, that the Lakers had against the Warriors was the the Warriors aren't built to stop Anthony Davis. So they had to throw a wow. lot. They had to throw a lot of assets Apparently. at him. And that let LeBron kind of have a big series. Did he score like 23 a game? Uh, well, he had one I, game over over his point total. Okay, yeah, that's fair. It just seemed like the last two games of the series, it was they were LeBron games. Uh, game seven or, or uh, game, game six, game was a six certainly. Ten for 14, 30 points. But it, is it is it going to be a similar case with the Nuggets? How how will the Nuggets defend AD? Is it if if the Lakers are if the Lakers win this series, is it an AD series or a LeBron James series? You know, I actually think this is the LeBron series. If you look at the matchup, Jokic isn't known as an elite defender, but he's a very savvy player. Aaron Gordon is known as a defensive player. So front court wise, I think they can match up with the Lakers. I think they're going to pack the paint a little bit, protect Jokic and drop coverage. And that means LeBron is going to have to operate. And the wings of the Lakers are going to have to win this series, in my opinion, um, because they have a lot of inexperience and a lot of lack of size Denver does on the outside. And, uh, yeah, LeBron can take advantage of that. Well, and conversely, you mentioned that the the Lakers have been the best defensive team in the playoffs, and particularly Anthony Davis has been right. elite defensively. There hasn't been anyone yet in the playoffs who was able to slow down Anthony or uh, slow down Jokic. Is Anthony Davis the kind of player who can give Jokic some troubles? You probably have the best defensive player in the league versus the best offensive player in the league. Uh, who wins that matchup? I think Anthony Davis can slow him down. I think uh, Jokic has gotten off as a scorer more than – usual as they've stuck as the teams have made him do that I think the Lakers will try to make him do that I'm not sure if he can at that same you know ridiculous clip he's not gonna score 50 on 70 percent shooting but um it's gonna be great to watch what do we feel about player props tonight uh LeBron's total 25 and a half which is what you know standard it, it has been he the under is actually juiced minus 125 Jokic is at 27 and a half and his over is juiced yeah, he's averaging way more than 27, at least he was against the Suns. It shows you, A, there's a defensive matchup. I also think these numbers are building in quite a decent chance that this is not going to be a close game. I mean, we've seen a lot of games uh, in the Lakers playoff series. Just sometimes they get 50% of the free throws and they lose. Sometimes they get 40 free throws more than their opponent and they win easily. So uh, it seems like they have a lot. They're a, they're a, they're a team of swings. Uh, I would not be surprised if this is an uncompetitive fourth quarter. I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron James goes under his point total tonight because the Nuggets win this by double digits. Well, LeBron's technically listed as a game-time decision. With a, with foot sore right foot soreness. Yeah, uh, that's just that's just I paperwork. Ass- 
I mean, I assume he's going to play. I think the smart thing to do is assume he's going to play, but I, I think that there's probably something there that's hampering him. Otherwise, why yeah. why list it? I think going under LeBron is the, is the smart play because let's say it is uh, the game is out of hand. You got a long series, right? Yeah. He probably doesn't play the bulk of the fourth quarter. Well, and he was talking about how tired he was last yeah. series, like playing at elevation at what, 38 years old? Probably not uh, the easiest thing to do. So save yourself yeah, for I, game two. I'd expect, uh, I'd expect go hard for the first half and then see what happens. But if the Nuggets, if the Nuggets take a 20 point lead into the half and then the Lakers can't come back in the third quarter, does, why does LeBron play the fourth quarter? Yeah, I, I think you'll see a few less minutes for LeBron than typical. Four overs, eight unders for LeBron, pretty typical of all the stars. Um, misspoke earlier, went over his last two games in the series versus the Warriors, but why do you say, hey, my, my foot hurts? Because maybe in the second half your foot needs to hurt for you to sit down and no one have to, no one you know, say anything about it. That's so, a good point. I, I could, again, I see this, maybe, maybe I'm wrong and it'll be the Lakers blowout. I don't know. <laughs> but either way, the, the result would be LeBron probably sitting right. right. It seems like a, a heavily, maybe look at an alternative bet. The, the Nuggets have won you know, the last two games by 20 plus. They seem to be a team that rolls when they're rolling. Mm. So uh, that, that minus uh, 16 plus 310 makes sense. The Nuggets are plus 240 to win the NBA title. Your Celtics are the favorite, uh, even money. Lakers are plus 320. In terms of awards, Jason Tatum, the favorite to win the finals MVP right now at plus 160. Jokic is next at plus 250. I got to be honest, like, why not sprinkle a little bit on Jokic right now at plus 250 to be the finals MVP? I mean, that's so close to their title odds, isn't it? Yeah, right? Because if, if they win... It's plus 240 for them to win. Yeah. But I'd say there's a 10% chance a Celtic, not Jason Tatum, maybe wins it. There's a 0% there's chance a 0% that a Nugget, yeah, other than Jokic, wins the finals MVP. Because you know what it is? All the simulations. Because you 10, know it, Yeah, ten, literally. Because what the 10,000 simulations have to factor in is that this guy did not win the regular season MVP when he put up just as good, if not some would say better numbers, sure. than he did in his back-to-back MVP seasons. And so, even if he has a mediocre NBA Finals, guess what? Here's your Finals MVP award trophy, yeah. Nikola Jokic. So at plus two, Walmart's like I went for sixty each game. We don't care. Yeah, we don't care. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> so I think Jokic at plus two fifty is is your correlated bet on the Nuggets to win the NBA title, and I, I like that bet right now because with each win, the number goes down. One other NBA note: tonight is the lottery, the draft lottery, and much like in the NHL, where it was who's going to be able to draft Connor Bedard, it's who's going to draft Victor Wembanyan. Victor Wembenyama. There you go. There you go. You got it that time. But a lot of people say Wembenyama. It's Wembenyama. I've heard both. You're right. Yeah. But it, it, there's an, it's an M-A. Wembanyama. He's French, right? Yes, from Paris. Yeah. That's not like a French name. Mm, I don't know what a French name is. Victor. <laughs> Victor. I don't know. I'll be Russian. Uh, so Victor Wembenyama is going to be the number one overall pick. Uh, it's just it's a foregone conclusion. You can bet it. Minus twenty million. <laughs> is it really? Uh, it's, it's, it's minus. Tw- it's minus twenty thousand. Right, I mean, if Victor Wimbanyama, if like they announce who gets the first pick and he kills himself because <laughs> it's like some team he has no interest. If it's the Pistons, he just says, "I'm, I'm, da- I'm taking this out." He, 
he probably still might get picked first. He'd be like minus three hundred. I don't. Yeah, I think the odds would go down. He might be revived, so probably he'll be. Yeah. If his head falls off, he might be the number one pick. All right. So here's. But you can just wait for that value in case, like, yeah. Don't bet it now. Here's what we know about the uh, draft lottery: is that we have the Pistons, the Rockets, and the Spurs because of the new anti-tanking rules. (laughs) Anti-tanking rules. Uh, That they all have the same percentage, the same amount of ping pong balls, right? In the lottery, you can actually bet on who's going to get the, uh, the the pick, right, Mac? You can, and they reflect exactly the odds of the lottery. Rockets, Spurs, Pistons plus five fifty. That implies a fifteen percent chance. Well, they got a fourteen percent chance, so you're losing money on that one. Oh, well, it would make sense that they're all the same odds because they have the same exact. I mean, we talked about this win. on the old SOV. I guess if there's some conspiracy, this is how you take advantage. But. So what would the conspiracy be, though? Yeah, None if, of the top there, three teams scream out, you know. If there was conspiracy. a conspiracy, which one of those teams would you, would the NBA want them to play for? Spurs. Rockets have a lot of international presence. Spurs have history. I'd say probably Rockets just because of the international. I w- and I would say it's the Spurs because it would be reviving a franchise. Is Popovich not retired yet? No. Does not retire. And so it would be like reviving, you know, uh, uh, one of the great dynasties in the NBA after it was after it's been dead and buried. Here's what I'll say. What if we put one unit on Spurs, one unit on Rockets, leave out the Pistons? But then I the like Hornets it. are going to win it. Or they the won't. They no. won't. Because, they, I mean, if we got one of the top three teams. If we're assuming that there's some sort of conspiracy theory, if there is one. Well, if there is a conspiracy theory, then it's not going to be one of the top three teams. Who would it be? This is the thing. They go all out. You know what the odds were that Kyrie Irving was going to land on Cleveland or LeBron James or Derrick Rose going to Chicago? Not like 20%, like 2%. And they always seem to happen just the right way for the league to operate the way it wants to. Could you imagine? Now, the the worst-case scenario for the NBA is if the Dallas Mavericks win the lottery tonight. Oh, you know, they've, they've already t- taken their names out of the lottery bin, yeah. and they've, they've done what they had to do with that. Because of what they did at the end of the season. That would be, like, the most ridiculous thing ever. So I don't – there's no way they're winning the lottery. Hey, but if they wanted to convince me as a fan that they were not cheating, yeah. I guess that would be one way to do it. If the Thunder win the lottery, now you have Wembenyana and Chet Holmgren. Oof. That's a nasty team. And 15 more first-round picks. With, and SGA, and Shea, and team, Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Yeah, there you go. First-team All-NBA. That's uh, that would be pretty wild. What if the Pelicans somehow won the lottery? The longest shots yeah. to do it. What if they somehow won it? Yeah, that's what's funny is any team that the NBA would maybe want to put a star player on made the playoffs. Right. Uh, so yeah, it was I, a maybe, good year for the marquee teams in the NBA. I, I, the one team I would say maybe I, I think the Rockets and the Spurs you could make an argument for. The one team I would say they'd like to do like to do it is with Chicago. I'm sure the, the league would love for Chicago to be relevant again. Uh, but a lot of the teams that are in the in the lottery are teams that the NBA doesn't. Terrible markets. Yeah, teams they, they don't. And teams that one player isn't going to turn that franchise into like a, now suddenly this is a great market to have yeah. an NBA team. Mm. I don't see it either. Portland? Dame, no. Dame, Portland, and, uh, Dame and Wembenyana? Outpost. Yeah. Toronto Raptors? I mean, at least there's. Yeah, I don't want to. The Magic. I don't How many times is the, the Magic going to get the first pick and fuck it off? <laughs> like, they, like it, or the Pelicans. Like they got Shaq once, and then and then they got Penny the next year. I guess they got Weber and then traded for Penny. But 
every other time they get a high pick, they blow it now. Like they, mm-hmm. they can't they can't make a good pick. So they, they might actually not take Victor Wimbiyama. They might. You know what? <laughs> we like Scoot. We're we're Scoot Squad here. You know, it's so, pull ups. We're really you know we're impressed. Yeah, yeah, strong work. Uh, no, I, I don't know that there's any any way to like again. If you think if you think there's like a real conspiracy, maybe that's a way to get at it. But. I, I don't think the NBA has any skin in this game. I don't think there's any of these franchises. They're like, oh, you know who we can really put over with this kid, this team. I don't. So you don't even think team. he's that good, a uh, huh, Scott? What Wemanyana? Yeah, I think, think he sucks. I think he's too thin. He gets bodied. I think he gets bodied. I said the same thing about Chet Holmgren, and what happened? A video went viral of him in the summer league getting absolutely bullied by a no-name fat center, and then he gets hurt because he's not physically ready for the NBA game. And I don't think Wembenyana is physically ready for the NBA game. You've seen some of these quotes coming out about the guy? Giannis Antetokounmpo, you might have heard of him. I've never seen this before in my life. He's going to be one of the all-time greats. Said that about an 18-year-old. Mm, yeah. His fellow well, European, maybe he's biased. I don't know. Listen, kid's got great skill. But until he adds about 40 pounds of, of mass to him, he's not going to dominate in the NBA. But he, well, remember, he's not a guy who's going to be banging around in the post. This is a wing player. Uh, he's seven foot, you know, two or whatever he is, but he he's not a center in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a big difference between, you know, him banging around with some no name fat center. He's not going to be doing that. Like he's going to be going up against probably against threes uh, in the NBA. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, and anytime someone says skinny guys can't make it in the NBA, I I covered Kevin Durant when he was in college. Mm-hmm. And I, you could not find a skinnier human on this planet. It's like, it almost, it looked like Kevin Durant hadn't eaten the whole time he was in Austin. And he ended up being pretty good. He, it ended up being a, a solid draft pick. It took Giannis a couple of years before he emerged as one of the marquee players in the NBA. And I think that's because it took him a few years of getting his body right for the NBA. And I think that's probably what you're going to see. When Bignana could turn out to be like Giannis. But sure. I think it's going to take two or three years. Difference Giannis, is, Giannis averaged six points a game his rookie yeah, year. Yeah, he was most – people forget the first three years of his career. He was most improved player. He was he was a, a late bloomer, not unlike Steph Curry. They have the same agents, by the way. And the thing is, right, Giannis came in at 19 years old. But Giannis was playing against people that, like, they had, like, camcorders hold up to the to the gym, and it was, like, 50 people in the whole gym. You know, like, like they got to – let the women's YMCA team come on after them. Like, he wasn't playing real competition. He's – Victor Wembanyama is playing in like the second or third best professional sports league that basketball has in the world, and he's scoring well, and he's doing well, and he's showing to be physically fit enough for it. I think he makes an impact right away. All right, how uh, are we betting this thing? How are we going to? How bet? are we getting at yeah, it? Let's get at it. He's playing for the the Mets ninety two, Met- the, the Mets ninety two, the, the Metropolitan yeah. ninety two, the Bologna Lavoglie Metropolitan. Is that how exactly. you say it? I believe. Uh, it has yeah. to be. <laughs> Scoot Henderson. How else could you plays say for it? The G League Ignite though. They're the fifth best league in the world. <laughs> is, the, is, that, is that how you would rank it? <laughs> the G League is the fifth best league in the world? Yeah. I, I, I would stand by that wild speculation. I will say this. I'll go. How would we want to how do we want to bet this? I don't think rookie of the year is a fair bet because I think there's a chance that Chet Holmgren could win rookie of the year because he didn't play at all this past season. So that's not a fair bet, I don't think. Yeah. And he's a year older. Yeah, I don't think so. That's conditions. not a fair bet. How about we do this? Over under 70 and a half games. Oh, just game time? So you just think he's going to get hurt? Do you think he's just going to take one too many elbows to the lower rib? Uh, 
Yeah, I, don't, I want to bet on his skill more than his availability. He plays 65 games, wins rookie of the year. I don't even get paid off. Uh, give me. 60- does anyone does anyone play 71 games anymore? Right. Like it's who not does? Very super common. Mm-hmm. How much did uh, Paolo play this year? Let's see. I, that's a good comp. I mean, is there is there seventy two games? So he would have edged it by half game. What a great line! Is there? Some, <laughs> I said seventy and a half though. Is there something there to uh, what if who's got a higher uh, who's got a higher player rating at the end of the year? Uh, Victor this year or Paolo last year? Paolo had a really good rookie season, twenty points per game, but he wasn't that efficient. Uh, that's decent, yeah, because that, that's putting that bar pretty high for a guy that's supposed to be a generational talent. Yeah. LeBron would have cleared it. Blake Griffin would have cleared it, even though he was hurt for the first year. But, yeah, if you have a really great rookie season, you're better than Paolo Bancaro. If you have an average but rookie of the year-worthy rookie season, you're not. That makes sense to me. All right, so uh, Paolo Bancaro, I think per is, PER is a fine uh, all-in-one metric. I just I think there's a reason why this guy didn't go to the combine. Because he didn't have to. I understand. He's gonna that. be the first pick. I don't, I don't think. I don't think. They, I don't think he, they wanted his true measurements out there. That's absurd. He doesn't even look that like skinny. He looks like a he twig. Looks pretty skinny. <laughs> so, uh, like they're fit. gonna say that he weighs like two hundred pounds, and then like he w- shows up at the combine, and it's like one ninety. So you want to do fifteen thousand, Paolo Bancaro? <laughs> Victor Ben Bam will, will have a better. Let's do fifty bucks. Victor sure. Ben, all right. Well, I looked it up. And uh, Paolo Bencaro had a pretty average PER, so I feel pretty good about the bet. Okay, sure. <laughs> 14.9. Sure, but when Wimbledon Yana gets hurt and only plays 50 games. He's okay. got to qualify. If he yeah. doesn't play enough games, then okay. Better 92 Met, Victor Wimbenyama or David Cohn? <laughs> Ooh, David Cohn. <laughs> okay, all right. Just Victor Wimbenyama or Dwight Gooden? Doc Gooden. Okay. Well, no, at ni- 92, though, no, uh-uh. no, 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 no. Doc Gooden, 86, Doc Gooden, 88. Yeah, no, this was already cocaine, yeah. Doc Gooden. Yeah, this was cocaine. <laughs> it wasn't even cool in 92. No, it was, it was like, it was, it was, in fact, not cool then at that point. He was, he was like, I don't care. I'm so, throwing back, baby. Vince Coleman or, <laughs> didn't Vince Coleman, like, throw something at the stands or something like that? I don't know. Wasn't there, like, an incident? Threw something into the stands? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, all right, well, draft lottery tonight. Good luck. To all the teams and their ping pong balls. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. How's your social battery right now, AJ? I know sometimes I get drained and it could be easy to ignore your social battery and just spread yourself too thin, you know, especially when it comes to social gatherings and maybe just things you're not in the mood for. Well, do you know the right amount of socializing you need to do to keep yourself balanced? Therapy can give you that self-awareness and you can build basically your routine that reflects what you need personally. Everybody's different in this way. That was a big driver for me when I was in therapy. I got a lot out of it and it's so easy here Give BetterHelp a try if you've said, I don't want to go out of my way to do this. It's all online. It's as convenient as can be, and it's suited to you. It's simple. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Vegas today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Vegas. AJ, It's important to me that the supplements that I take every single day are of the highest quality. And that's why ever since they jumped aboard as a sponsor with us, 
I've been drinking AG1 because for AG1, quality isn't just a buzzword. AG1's ingredients are heavily researched for efficacy and quality, and I love that every scoop has prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes for my gut support, B vitamins for energy. It's got the magnesium and ashwagandha for stress support, also testosterone support, vitamin C and zinc to support my immune system. I don't get sick anymore. Well, you're welcome for introducing you to AG1. Yeah, bud. Uh, I mean, this stuff is incredible. And so many people have asked me, are you just reading commercials? No, man. AG1 is actually legit. And there's a reason why I drink it every single day. It just makes taking care of my health so much easier in general. So if you want to replace your multivitamin and more, start with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3 plus K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first subscription at drinkag1.com slash SOV. That's drinkag1.com slash SOV. Check it out. The Yankees offense. Appears to be back on track, especially Aaron Judge, who had two homers last night against Toronto, a 7-4 win for the Yankees over the Blue Jays. Brito versus Manoa, easy over. Well, it was actually Cordero who was the opener for the game. Jimmy Cordero pitched the first two innings, and then Johnny Brito came in. So the Yankees stealing a page from the Rays playbook, and it worked out nicely for them as the two combined to uh, limit the Blue Jays' offense early on. But this game, the result of this game, the story is not about the Yankees winning or the opener situation. Let me guess. It's about Anthony Volpe. No. It's always about no. Anthony. Oh, okay. The Blue Jays broadcast crew was speculating that Aaron Judge might be might have been getting signals from the Yankee dugout. And the, to, to, to make a long story short, the broadcast caught Judge glancing over to the Yankees' dugout during the at-bat before he hit a home run. He was looking for a bunt sign. And they were saying it's very weird. Like, What is he looking at, right? Uh, Blue Jays manager John Schneider caught wind of this and said, quote, it's kind of odd that a hitter would be looking in that direction. It's I saw the video. If you think Aaron Judge is quick peek to the dugout and is getting notified of what pitch is coming, then he's the flash, right? <laughs> you ever see like the flash TV show or like where like everything moves in slow motion yeah, for him you know. because he's moving super fast. So like the lightning bolts are going all around him, and like his eyes are moving really slow because every, time is just moving. You know, he's moving so fast that everything's so slow around him. Like, by the way, that's the best way of, uh, of representing the flash. Otherwise, it's just, it's hard for television. Purposes. Of course. Yeah. It's a good artistic decision. Yes. Yeah. But there's no way the judge is getting that, is, is getting information like that. So in why that was time. he looking over at the dugout, Scott? Because what had happened prior. Hot dog, relish, <laughs> mustard. What no happened onions. prior was Aaron Boone getting ejected for arguing with the umpire. The Yankees were very frustrated with the way the umpire, Clint Vondrock, Clint Vondrock, sounds like a rich guy, uh, the way that he was calling balls and strikes. And so Aaron Judge said after the game that there was a lot of chirping going on from the Yankees dugout that he didn't like because he's at the plate. And so he was looking over into the dugout to see who was chirping. And Aaron Boone after the game said, quote, 
Judge was kind of looking over like, quote, I'm hitting here. And that's basically what it looked like. It looked like Judge was looking over a quick look of almost disgust during the at-bat. Like, guys, enough. Like, I'm batting. Like, stop like stop yelling or else, like, you're going to screw me up here. You know, you're going to mess me up. And so he's standing there. He's looking at the pitcher. He must have heard something from the dugout. He takes a quick look over to the dugout and then continues his at-bat and proceeds to hit a home run. I don't think this is any cheating. I think the Blue Jays were grasp- the Blue Jays broadcast crew glancing, uh, grasping at straws here. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if, one, Aaron Boone gets drilled tonight. Two. Aaron Boone? I'm sorry. Aaron Judge. I was like, man, throw. that'd be a big balls play by a pitcher. <laughs> I'm throwing this bitch straight into the dugout right at the manager. Oops. I wouldn't, Slipped. I wouldn't be surprised if Aaron Judge gets, gets beaned tonight. Okay. And two or two, Judge makes an exaggerated look at the Yankees dugout. And then gets beamed. And then gets beamed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what I would that's what I would look for tonight. But hey, Yankees won seven four. So that was a uh, a fun game for them last night. Also a fun game was the Sunday night fade. And by fun, I mean fun for the Cardinals who buck the system. It was not fun for me. And score eight. Teen runs. I got some bad intel on this game. Against the Brewers. So the system now falls to four and two on the year. And I assume the Cardinals scored 18. The Brewers didn't score 19, right? No. (laughs) They scored one. Oh, that's less. Yeah. One. That's way less. Yeah. This uh, minus 16 and a half bets. (laughs) This was an ugly game from the start. Nolan Arenado had a three-run home run in the first inning. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt with an RBI double in the uh, second inning. And then Goldie had another RBI in the sixth. Then there was just a bunch of home runs late in the game. The Cardinals scored 10 runs in the bottom of the eighth inning. That's a lot of runs for one inning. Uh, And I got to be honest. This Cardinals team is winning the the, the NL Central. This 17 and 25 Cardinals yep. team? Yeah. Right. Calling it. Yeah. Uh, someone tweeted at me. Let me give credit where credit's due. Um, Walker tweeted at me and he said he placed the bet plus 475 to win the division. Do, do I like it with the fact that they're turning things around? And this is something that last week I even identified, which, uh, you know, I listen, I, I picked the Cardinals a couple of times over the past couple of days, so I feel good about it. But. I talked to Fezzik about this last week. I said, you know, we, we were talking about adjusted win totals, and I said bet over the Cardinals because they're going to turn it around. And I, I talked about their um, their advanced numbers on their their hits, right, the balls in play. It's like they're getting unlucky, and sooner or later the offense was just going to break out. And over the past several games – their offense is broken out in a big way. 18 runs last night, nine runs on Sunday, eight runs on uh, Friday. They scored 12 runs earlier last week. This offense is breaking out. The question is how sustainable is the good pitching that they've gotten in, the, in that time span? Because yes, or two days ago, I guess, Michaelis mm-hmm. pitched well, no strikeouts, and just yeah. danced around all day. Jack Flaherty ended up with 10 strikeouts yesterday, but – he danced out of a, a bases loaded jam in the first inning, got a double play to get out of it, struggled a little bit with his command early on. Like, how sustainable is that? Because if the pitching is bad, I mean, I, I mean, I could see the Cardinals continuing to lose a bunch of eight to six games like they did early in the season. Yeah, what they need to 
what they need to do is get at least a couple of good innings from their starting pitching to get them into the bullpen because the Cardinals bullpen has actually been pretty good. And they do have some legit arms in that bullpen. If they could shorten the game somehow. The and human get, gas can, Jordan Hicks. Get into that bullpen. Yeah, guys like Gallegos and Hicks. And they can get into the bullpen. Then they'll, they have chances in these games. It's just that the starting pitching has been really, really bad. And I'll tell you what. Don't be surprised if the Cardinals wind up being buyers at the deadline and go out there and try and get themselves an arm. Last year, they acquired Jordan Montgomery. It worked out tremendously for them, right? Montgomery, it was one of the things. How many times last year did we, like, you know, shit on the Yankees? Like, for Why saying, would you trade him? Why man? would you trade this guy? Because when he went to the Cardinals, he became one of the best pitchers in baseball. So, uh, you know, th- that was a move that they made. I wouldn't be surprised if they make another move or two this year at uh, as, as we get towards the deadline. But I would buy in right now. I know the numbers decreased. That listener that tweeted at me got the plus 475. I'm seeing plus 310 right now to win the NL Central. Uh, to make the playoffs, Cardinals right now, let's see, plus 170 on the yes. I'd make that bet. But then again, looking at the standings, it's like, they're probably going to have to win the division in order to make the playoffs. Because it's a pretty bad division. I don't know. think a wild card team comes out of, to be honest, comes out of the Central. So you're better off taking the plus 310 on them to, to win the division. I agree with that. But they're only six and a half games out right now. By comparison, the Yankees are seven and a half games out of their division. Wow. And if I told you right now the Yankees are going to win the American League East. I would like, say no. Well, you'd say no because of the Tampa Bay Rays, yeah. but it's not a crazy idea to say that the Yankees are going to win the East. Well, but if I say that the, the Cardinals are going to win the Central, you look at, people look at you like you have two heads on. Well, and I would argue the Cardinals have a better chance because there's there's no Tampa Bay Rays yes. in the Central. There's well, not a team yes. that's going to be yes. like consistently good this season. There are less games back. Yes. But that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, like the Cardinals – are the same distance back in their division as the Blue Jays are to the Tampa Bay Rays. They're the same games back as the Phillies are to the Atlanta Braves. I feel like if you like the division, they're this, you have to dislike the Brewers. The Padres are six and a half games back of the Dodgers. And yet the Padres to make the playoffs or the Padres to win the division is like a common bet. But these could all be bad bets. You have to make the case sure, for the Cardinals of being course. a bet. And my case is, is that the rest of the Central sucks. Right. And the Cardinals have the best lineup out of all of those teams. And look at them. They're in last place. They have a plus seven run differential. We were looking up their advanced stats like a week ago. Yeah. You know, when they were projected to win 74 games. Now 538 says they're going to win 80 games. I'm telling you, I told Fez last week to bet the over. I hope he did. Uh, but this this Cardinals team is turning it around. Uh, they're, they're, like I said, put them, put them in right now to win the division because that's what's going to happen. Let's take a look at the schedule here for Tuesday. Angels, Orioles, you got uh, who we got? Dean Kramer. Going for the Orioles and Chase Silseth goes for the Angels. Baltimore's minus 135, total of nine and a half in that one. Michael Lorenzen gets the start for the Tigers, who are home favorites against Luis Ortiz and the Pirates. Man, how far have we come? where the Tigers are home favorites over the Pirates. Yeah, I think the Pirates' little fun run is over. Yep. Josiah Gray gets the start for the Nationals in Miami against the Marlins. Jesus Lazardo goes for the Fish. Miami minus 145. Yankees at the Blue Jays. Toronto minus 190. Domingo Herman for the Yankees. Kevin Gosman 
for the Blue Jays. Total of eight and a half. Does Toronto bounce back after the loss? Seems like probably so. Gosman, one of the guys you trust on that uh, in that mm-hmm. rotation. So that, that's They're twelve and four at home now. I mean, yeah, it's pretty pretty one of the best home teams in baseball. Mariners at the Red Sox. Luis Castillo goes for Seattle minus one sixty five against Nick Pavetta for the Red Sox. Boston. My- has now lost four straight games. Yeah, my boy George Kirby shut him down yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, and Castillo, maybe even better than him. So, uh, yeah, I, I could see the Red Sox continuing to scuffle. Here's an interesting one: the Mets are minus one sixty-five oh. at home against the Tampa Bay Rays. Justin Verlander's on the hill for the Mets, so we yep. give them that. But the Rays are going to go with Jalen Beeks as the opener, and then Yoni Chirinos as the bulk guy. So Beeks will probably go an inning or two, and then Chirinos will go like four or five innings. The Mets offense over – they did score eight runs on Sunday, I believe it was. Yesterday they scored three. Before that it was two. Before that three. Before that zero. Before that two. They haven't had a lot of success scoring runs lately. Now Verlander looked great. In his last start. In fact, it's been two starts now for Verlander where he's allowed runs in the first inning and then nothing Nothing else else. the rest of the game. In his first start against Detroit, allowed two runs in the first inning, then threw four scoreless innings. Against Cincinnati, allowed one run in the first inning and then threw six scoreless innings. In fact, the Mets have been giving up first inning runs like crazy. I think it's like eight straight games or something like that, or like eight of their last ten that they've given up a first inning run. So they're always playing from behind. I think I got to fade Verlander here and take the Rays. I don't bet the Rays when they have these openers, openers. Uh, but it's the only way I'd look. I mean, the, also we got to find out what the Rays lineup is going to look like because they probably will be without Yandy Diaz. Yep. So that's another something that's you know he leads the team with ten home runs. So if he's not in the lineup. It also takes something away from the Rays. So it's probably all priced in here with the fact that the Rays have an opener. It's Beeks and then Chirinos and maybe no Yandy Diaz in the lineup. Uh, the Brewers and Cardinals, Wade Miley goes for the Brewers. Jordan Montgomery for the Cardinals. St. Louis minus 190. Cards have won seven of their last ten, including four straight games. And we just talked about how sexy their offense looks uh the Braves coming off a blowout win over the Rangers uh 12 nothing yesterday that's a lot of runs they will send Jared Schuster and his 8.31 ERA to the mound against Dane Dunning well Dane Dunning was supposed to pitch yesterday mm-hmm. and they moved him back a day Bumped. and uh then you see what they get for it uh, David Spade I, came through, and they said, you know, next time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I might look at an under here. I would have liked an under in yesterday's game. Total's, uh, total's 10. Yeah, I, I don't mind an under here. Dunning's been so good. Yeah, but Schuster's been so bad. It's true. And the Rangers are the highest-scoring offense in baseball. Yeah. Well, they scored zero yesterday. Yeah. So you would think they're due for Maybe runs. Maybe so. Atlanta minus 120. Cubs at the Astros. Justin Steele, 6-0 with a 1.82 ERA. Heavy underdog. To Christian Javier and the Astros, Houston minus 170. I think I got to go with the Cubs. I, I wouldn't fault you. Although, again, with the lineup situation, see what's going on with Cody Bellinger. Bellinger, who's having a tremendous season, he um, made a great catch up against the wall but fell hard, and he left the game last night. It was a good catch. 
a great catch, he wouldn't have fallen down. Well, maybe he, he just hurt himself yeah, was, like a big baby. He didn't stick the landing, okay? <laughs> also, is it a tremendous season with the 830 OPS? It's a solid season. He's having a – Compared to what he did like the last yeah. couple years, it's tremendous. He's bouncing he can, back. Yeah, he's bouncing it's back. On, it's on the uh, Cody Bellinger scale. Yeah. So, <laughs> if he is not in the lineup, obviously he takes away from the Cubs and you don't like it as much. But if he's in the lineup, I think I can back him. Guardians at the White Sox. It's Lance Linday. Ooh. And Shane Bieber goes for the guard. I got to be honest. This price is, it's calling me. It's calling me. They keep calling me. They keep calling me. Cleveland minus 125. That seems low on Shane Bieber day against Lance Lynn. It seems really low for Bieber Lynn. I think I might have to pull the trigger. Reds at the Rockies. And uh, we got two guys. Well, we got Chase Anderson who is probably only going to go two innings, serve as an opener, right? But he hasn't allowed a run in his two outings. And Brandon Williamson. Made-up person. Is going to make his major league debut. Told you. For Cincinnati. I don't know about you guys, but. You don't I, believe in Brandon Williamson? Well, I, that name. That was a player name. I, in right before there. I just don't like guys making their major league debuts at Coors Field. <laughs> not ideal. I don't know if there's like any research we have on that, but it yeah. just seems like not a pitcher friendly place to make your major league debut. So Colorado. That's for the guys that they minus want, 130. They want to send back down and not have to give them full service time. Yeah, They're like, maybe. Let's, let's, let's pitch their first game at, at course. That way, you know, there's no way we'll stay up. Diamondbacks A's, the A's and their nine and thirty-four record. Tommy Henry goes for the Diamondbacks. Kyle Muller, who once struck out twenty-four guys in a row in high school. Yeah. Uh, and his 7.34 ERA, Arizona minus 145, total of nine. How pathetic are the A's? The most pathetic. It's amazing. They're so bad. Yes. 111 games expected to be lost. They need to just move and be pathetic here. It's, 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 it really is terrible. It's, it's unbelievable how bad this team is. Like By today. far the best team to bet against. By yeah. far. Yeah. And, I and I'm, I'm, like, kicking myself in the ass. Like, why aren't I just doing this? Every day, yeah. you're like, oh, why didn't I put it against them? Yeah. It would have worked. Like, just just do it every day. Like, who cares what the line is? Well, <laughs> the, day, the, the first day you do it, Kyle Muller's going to strike out 24 guys in a well, row. Well, no. What's going to happen is is that there's going to be a day, like, when they play uh, against the Rangers and they win 9-7 when they're going off as, you know, minus one or minus 200 dogs or whatever, you know, Texas was that game. Yeah. So, I mean, that's going to happen. They're going to win random games that they're, they're supposed to lose. Plus 130 today? Come on. Yeah, this is yeah, absolutely not. Yeah, please. I, I um, They suck. It's, <laughs> it's just it's to, bad. To put it politely, yeah, they just it's, suck. It's bad. Uh, Brady Singer goes for the Royals as they take on the Padres. Seth Lugo goes for San Diego. They're minus 220, the Padres are. Phillies at the Giants. Coming off a, a near no-hitter yesterday, yeah. the Padres. Well, the Royals stink, too. Uh, <laughs> Phillies at the Giants. Philly minus 120 with Zach Wheeler on the mound. Alex Cobb goes for the Giants. Total in this one is seven and a half. It's low. Uh, these two teams did combine for an over as the Giants won 6-3 last night. So uh, I, I kind of lean towards the under. You know, runs not as uh, not as easy to come by. In that ballpark, so it's interesting. I have to check the weather because the wind, obviously, a major factor there as well. Twins and Dodgers played an extra inning game last night. We'll see how they bounce back on a short turnaround here. Bailey Ober gets the start for the Twins. Clayton Kershaw goes for the Dodgers. L.A. minus 205, total of 7.5. 
eh, listen, you play an extra inning game the night before. Maybe we go first five under. Ober with a 1.85 ERA. Ooh. Kershaw, 2.36. Total Good seven and a half of the game. So maybe uh, under four for the first five. Maybe some, maybe some tired legs at the ballpark uh, tonight. Make sure you guys go over to pregame.com and take advantage of a variety of daily best bets, season-long packages, week-long packages, all-access packages. We got everything for you at pregame.com. And you can take uh, a nice advantage of a promo code that we've been giving out that gives you $30 to spend at pregame.com. Now, normally, we give you like a 20%. So if you do like a $25 best bet and then you take 20% off with our coupons, it's it's okay. All right, You, you know, you spend some money, whatever, but... Now we're going to give you $30, not not percent, dollars. American doll hairs. $30. Use the promo code MAY30. That gives you $30 to spend at pregame.com. So guess what? That's a best bet for free. That's $30 that you can use to take off of a, let's say, rest of May all-access package or take $30 off a seven-day all-access package or take $30 off a 30-day all-access package. So what's the minimum you have to spend to take advantage of this $30? Zero. So it's free. It's free money. Free money. Tell your friends, man, this is good. Why are we doing this? I don't you know. You know what else is free? If you are a new member to pregame.com, like you've never signed up before, once you sign up, we give you $25. Also free. Free. So get this. If you're a new member. We might be the friendliest people in the world. Think about this, though. If you're a new member, sign up at pregame.com. Right away, you get $25. Then you pick something that you would like to purchase. Use our promo code MAY30. Now you get $30. That's $55 to spend at pregame.com. You can choose your favorite pregame pro and get the rest of the month. You can get the rest of the week. You can get the next 30 days. Whatever you want to do, just take the discounts. We're giving it to you because we wouldn't be here without you, the listeners. We appreciate you. May 30, $30 off, pregame.com. For Mackenzie Rivers and AJ Hoffman, I'm Scott Seidenberg. No cheating here, just looking over at the dugout. We are straight out of Vegas. Anyway.